everybody. Welcome back to the Wellness Coaching Conversation with myself, Lori Legault, and Brian. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so Brian and I have been talking about some very pertinent topics to wellness coaching, and we decided that one thing that's very pertinent right now is probably our clients and the holidays. And so mm. talking a little bit about how we can coach clients who are feeling stressed about the holidays and you know what, what we might do in those situations. So that's where we're going to begin today on our conversation. And I think it's a it's a great idea, Lori. I really do. I mean, we we chatted a little bit about how, you know, we we talked about how more global events can impact coaching and how to help our clients through that. And then we talked about ways in which self-care can be beneficial for both us as coaches and also for our clients. And so this this feels like both a timely and a natural progression to delve into this because, um, man, the, the holiday time of year, whether people even celebrate holidays, strangely enough, the holiday time of year can provoke massive amounts of stress. And that looks really, really different for each person. Absolutely. Yeah. You couldn't have said that any better. I mean, it's, um, I think sometimes we're carrying so many emotions with the holidays too, because we can definitely have lots of joy at the exact same time that we're having a lots of stress, you know? Yeah. I personally tend to be somebody who loves the holidays for many reasons, but the more commercial side of the holidays really stresses me out mm -hmm. and kind of angers me too. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it, it, it's fun, but it's also, I don't like that stress that, that happens. Um, and it can sometimes mask the, the happy parts. And so, but for other people, it could be the opposite. You know, they could really love the consumer side of the holidays mm -hmm. and maybe not like the gathering side so much. I mean, there's endless gatherings, right? Yeah. work gatherings, family gatherings, community gatherings. I mean, it just never ends. Yeah. It feels you're, like. You're right. I'm curious, you know, because I think you brought up a, a, a great point and certainly a, a big stressor for a lot of people. And that's that kind of the, the commercial part of the holiday time. And it's also something that is in large part, not completely, but in large part beyond our control. And so I'm curious how you, as a professional health and wellness coach, how do you navigate that when you're going through the holidays? Mm. Well, um, I, first of all, try extra hard to not get sick because if I mm. get sick during the holidays, which happens sometimes, boy, does that throw a whole wrench in everything, yeah. you know? Um, so trying to stay really on top of my wellness is important. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a ritual year round that may or may not actually work at all, but I do the emergency packets in my oh, water yeah. every day. And I just hope that it's like really helpful. <laughs> I well, don't even, really know. <laughs> hey, even if it's a placebo effect, that's like good for 30% of the time. So yeah. regardless. I mean, I could be spending and wasting a lot of money on emergency <laughs> packets. I should probably see if I can buy stock in it, but um, that is one of the get them to be a things. sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, 
And on top of that, I really try and get exercise because Mm. exercise for me is very important, but it doesn't have to be anything huge. It could be, you know, shoot anything. If it's really cold and I don't want to do anything outside, which I don't really mind exercising in the cold, but sometimes it can be a bit too cold or dreary or whatever. Um, then I'll find indoor fitness to attend Mm -hmm. or just, you know, outdoor fitness, whatever it is. That's a really big way that I personally deal with the stress. And I also, as I've gotten older, try to remind myself that there isn't have to's like you don't have to go to mm. every party. You don't have to have the most amazing presence. You don't have to, you know, have a perfectly decorated house. I mean, there's a lot of things that are unnecessarily, you know, um, put in our world that it's like, where did that even come from? Who yeah. said it has to be that way? And so I think that's a gift that um, age gives you is Mm -hmm. better perspective on like, what really do you have to do? What are the most important parts? And I think probably what is important is that family time is a really important part because we do enjoy that gathering with family most of all, you know, which can also be stressful, but it can be wonderful and, and important. And so I think that as one big, um, part of coaching our clients, that could be a huge reminder. And that could actually be a a very important session is in the privacy of the intimacy of you two, Mm -hmm. you and your client, potentially saying, can we talk about what are the absolutes important things that you feel like this year's holiday season you, you know, what do you want to implement? What do you want to bring to it? What is the, what's the importance that you have? Because you don't have to always do what you did last year, or the year before, or the year before. You don't have to always do what your family traditions are if they are too stressful. I mean, things like that, yeah. helping them sort of analyze what are the most important things to them is mm. a good step. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think that, that, really highlights what what I think is one of the most important and exciting aspects around coaching folks through the holidays. And that is, as coaches, we have an incredible opportunity to kind of go outside the box and really dive deeply into how we can serve each individual client and help them craft their own approach to wellness during this time. Because just as you said, the the family stuff, the family gatherings and all that can be really stressful, right? The flip side of that is for people who don't have family close by, that can be really stressful. Um, you know, the commercial thing can be really stressful. Um, you know, weight loss goals can be really stressful during the holidays. So I think that it's it's a really cool time to kind of unpack those powerful questions as coaches and ask our clients, get seek to understand what are the things that are stressing you now? Because we can create a plan to work with that. 
But also, like you said, what are the things that maybe have been historic stressors for you around this time of year? And then help our clients come up with an individualized approach because some clients are going to need, they're going to want kind of like a coach that pushes them, you know, and helps them power through it. Others, others are going to need grace. You know, they're going to need the permission. They're going to need to give themselves permission to kind of go easy on themselves in order to get through it and, and feel like they're not dropping the ball. Um, You know, others are maybe going to have to be coached through, all or nothing thinking because it's kind of that mindset of, well, if I can't get my goals perfectly this month, then to heck with it. I'm, I'm going to just, you know, run completely off the rails. And, and so I think as coaches, while it can, it can be a stressful time for us, I think if we set our minds properly and approach these sessions from, you know, a position of intense curiosity and excitement because we're going to help folks gain key insights and come up with something that is truly unique for each client. I think it can be a really enriching time to be professional coaches. I agree. I agree. And I think it also is so important to remind our clients that they have choices, you know, again, I think people are kind of in robot mode with the holidays sometimes like, Oh, time to do this. Cause that's what we always do. Time to do that. That's what we always do. And like, not really realize I don't really have to always do those things, you know? And, you know, I'm curious too, Brian, what do you do? Um, to keep your stress down. Cause you asked me, but I'd love to know what you do. We discussed a little bit about this before recording today, but I think that other people could benefit from knowing. Well, so, so par- partially humorously, I'll say whatever my wife tells me to do um, <laughs> because, you know, like, like you, when you talk about those, those stressors that are both kind of external and then the ones that are that are part of the family and are part of the traditions you kind of have to plan out your whole month mm-hmm. you know and that in itself can be stressful because you know how do you build in flexibility you know that that's not always possible um so being a supportive partner if if you're in a partnership i think is is a great thing to do and then communicating you know and and saying what can i do to help you with what you've got going on. And here are the things that I'd like or need help with that I've got going on. So I think that, that really approaching things mindfully and whether it be a mindful approach towards the choices you make, the things you say yes to, the things you say no to, um, whether it be a, a mindful approach towards your relationships whether it be a mindful approach towards um, self-care. I think that for me, the holidays have the biggest risk of provoking a switch to autopilot, but also have the most opportunity to practice that present moment awareness and mindfulness so that one can do the things that one needs to do but also one can be in the moment you know because mm-hmm. the the doing the doing doesn't matter if the being isn't isn't there the being should be more important than the doing because otherwise it's just empty motion you're just chalking you know you're chalking stuff up on a list it's mm-hmm. not it, it, so i think that holidays 
historically were that time to be really present at a at a very kind of dark and introspective time of the year and you know our our commercial society has kind of like turned all the neon lights on to full blast so that we we forget about the darkness but i think that you know it's important to be mindful of what's it all about what are the holidays for me what are the holidays for you and and remember that and and find ways to honor it along the way I think that's really important. So I hope that yeah. makes sense. It's kind of a word. No, salad. I love that so much. I mean, there's so many wisdom nuggets in there. You know, you and I both talked about this again before recording is like when you said the darkness, um, you know, literally the darkness, we are talking about needing more sleep. And sometimes yeah. this is a way to really take care of ourselves is if it's possible to allow yourself to sleep more, mm-hmm. you know, maybe get an extra, whatever it is, 30 minutes or so, um, even because it does get dark so early. And we we're talking about how, you know, back in the dark ages, we didn't have electricity and people did sleep more yeah. and that might actually be what we're supposed to do. Um, when True. it's dark so early and that might be a wonderful way of of taking care of ourselves more as well. And so all of these things combined are the recipe for being very mindful and being yeah. very intentional about what it is that we need to do. Another part that stresses people out, I know quite a bit around the holidays is, again, while the family time can be wonderful, um, it also is a time to then be in this like melting pot of of ideas, maybe that don't people don't always agree with each other and what's going on in the world yeah. and how do we talk about difficult topics and all of those things. And so again, kind of looping this back to our clients is that if a client says, I'm having trouble thinking about the holidays because this stresses me out, that stresses mm. me out. And, um, and I'm just not looking forward to it or I'm worried about it or whatever is breaking things down a lot for people yeah. right? and giving them sort of practice and allowing them to be able to role play even a little bit mm. with you. Okay. Let's talk about the situation and how you might approach it when you're in it so that you don't feel so stressed about going into it. Yeah. You know, what would you like to see happen? What would be an ideal way of dealing with the situation, not what you want other people to say and do, but how you can approach it so that you put up boundaries and protect yourself without hurting others and making their ideas feel incorrect or unimportant. But like, how can we, um, how can we set the stage maybe? And so that the holidays can be a time of, of still enjoyment and not mm-hmm. that kind of stress. I think some people think so much about what it will be like that they don't think about what they could actually do. So that's not yeah. like that. You know? oh, I, I love that. I love that. I, I think, you know, it, it, in some of the, some of the, I'm, I'm, I told you before we, we get one on the air here. I I've been diving deep into, um, some meditation and, and spiritual and, and energy work. And I think one of the really healthy things we can do is to work on having a flexible mindset. Because like you said, if if you've already got the expectation embedded in your brain that 
it's going to be a home for the holidays type dinner um, with my family and it's just going to suck and it's going to be awful. Well, that's the reality that you're already choosing. And while the odds might be higher that it's going to be a certain way based on who's going to be there, you don't know until you get there how it's going to turn out. And so I love that you are recommending um, that the clients really focus on what they have within their control, you know, focusing on their, their emotional state, focusing on mindfulness, focusing on their own well, wellness and focusing on even the thoughts that they're thinking as they approach different potential stressors, because it's it's like you're giving them the gift of empowerment because you're you're basically saying look you you actually have a lot of control here you have a lot of personal power and while you might not be able to control that this thing is happening you're committed to going to it and you can't control who's going to be here or what they're going to say think or or do you do have control over how you approach it the attitude that you bring into it what you choose to say and and how you choose to respond if and when people act a certain way, you know? So I think that that's, um, yeah, that's a great gift to give your clients around the holidays. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Um, what came to mind just now, as you were saying this, Brian, is that I heard a podcast recently, which is, you know, something that I say often <laughs> that line comes out of my mouth. Do tell. Not only do I have a podcast, but I listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. and, um, there is a book by the author. Her name is Priya Parker. And okay. she wrote a book called the art of gathering. And I haven't read the book yet. I really want to, but, uh, the podcast gave me a good preview of that book. And I think that that is something as a tool that we could offer our clients is, um, first, have you heard of the book? If you haven't, this might be a good thing to read and think ahead about, um, how to approach a gathering. Now mm -hmm. the, the book is written, I'm pretty sure from the perspective of if you're hosting a gathering at your house, mm -hmm. but if you're a family member, who's going to, let's say your family, like your, your brother's house or your, um, your mom and dad's house, whatever with, you know, all the families are gathering. It might be something that, that you could, that your client could offer to their hosting family. That's, mm. that's having the holidays of, can we add in a few new things that would be helpful for our gathering? And this book points out the need to prepare your guests for what's going to happen at the party. And so if you know that every family gathering seems to go downhill because of something, there could be a way people can change the trajectory of that gathering by saying, can we focus on this this year? And I'll kind of leave our guests of this podcast a little bit in the dark purposefully because reading that book and I'm not like a sponsor of mm. any kind for this, but I really <laughs> just think it would be a great book to read, but it gives you ideas of how you can have a lot of intentionality around your gatherings. Mm. And that actually might be the secret sauce to changing 
the chemistry of how a gathering goes. Yeah. Um, I just did this other day. I, even though I haven't read the book, I get the gist of it. And so I had a gathering last Sunday and I did this and it turned out really awesome. Like my really? guests actually left my house and said, oh my gosh, I left your gathering feeling really fulfilled in a way that I hadn't in the past. And I was like, wow, that author Priya, she was onto something. And, and I just, you know, took a spin of what she talks about and it really worked. And so I'm going to recommend that to my clients as mm. they approach the holidays. If they tell me they're stressed about a gathering, yeah. I might, I think I might say, you know, as a tool, you may want to read this book and think about the holidays in a different way or any mm. gathering really could also be New Year's. New Year's would actually be a really good one to implement the tools of this book. So, uh, yeah. Wow. That's cool. I, I love, I love hearing when like advice is actually able to be implemented and it works, you know, yeah. that, that's well, cool. I'll give you an example just to make it more interesting. I'll give you an example of what this looks like. So, so in this podcast that that Priya was speaking in, she says that um, her father was retiring and the company that he'd been with for 30 years threw him a retirement dinner. And at the dinner, uh, they realized that literally all it was, was a dinner. And here he spent 30 years with many of these other people working, but there was no thought to uh, making the gathering and the departure from this company more rich. All it was, was a dinner. And so realizing that nothing was planned, nothing was going to happen. Um, she said, you know, kind of got stood up and gave a toast and said, you know, I know that I know my father as my father, but you all know him as a coworker. Could we go around the room and could each of you tell me something about my father in a work environment that you admire about him or a story that was either, you know, anything at all. And so everybody stood up and told a story about working with her father and it made the event so much more rich mm. and he got to see what people valued about him, what they remember about him. And, you know, it just, it was a big compliment. And so what was just a gathering, just a dinner mm. turned into a really memorable event forever. And it also gives other people a perspective of, oh, wow, I have a big impact more than I realize on my coworkers. Yeah. And so, but what she says is ideally, if you can let your guests know before they arrive, something like that, that's going to happen, then they have time to think about it. And so, um, and so adding some kind of a theme around your gathering is, a, mm. is a way to do that. So it could be like, let's say, um, with the holidays, it could be, you know, come to the event with a story of something that really profoundly impacted you this year. And then everybody tells that story and you'll be surprised how much that story affects everybody. It's not just about you. It's yeah. like really interesting what happens when you allow everybody to have 
a few minutes of their like glory and what they come up with to share and how that affects everybody, all of that. And so that's just one example of like what, what she talks about in this art of gathering. Wow. I I appreciate you sharing that because it, it just, you know, it, it makes me think the, the intentionality can be both kind of preemptive where like you, you plan in advance, or if, if a gathering kind of doesn't have a direction, you could even do something to positively affect it in the moment, you know, just by really kind of paying attention and being intentional. Um, but I also love, you know, sticking to the letter I in the alphabet, the inclusiveness of this and, and really, you know, if it's if it's focusing on one person, yes, really kind of including everybody to acknowledge and honor that person. But if it's just, you know, like a holiday gathering to make everyone feel included, it's it's not just about inviting them, but it's saying, hey, I really want to know what what moved you, what impacted you this year. Um, and, you know, we're going to we're all going to do that. We're just going to spend, you know, a few minutes each talking about that. And I think, holy moly, that that could really bring the kind of the the meaning the underlying meaning of the holidays home in a really powerful manner and and mm-hmm. and just create a a much more kind of connected experience for everybody there so mm-hmm. wow. yeah i mean it's it's amazing but and i think what's cool about this and why it would be so great to put this into coaching sessions is how can you take back control of the holidays and the meeting of the holidays, people get really wrapped up in certain tradition, like, oh, we always make these cookies or we always make gingerbread houses or whatever. And that's fine. If that's what you guys do and you love it and it brings lots of joy, like fine. But if you're, if you feel like some of your traditions or some of your, the way that things happen are no longer have meaning, maybe introducing a new meaning to Mm. the group. Another example of this is this just happened at my Thanksgiving, um, not at my house. I didn't host it this year, but the person who did host it said, I'd like everybody to come with 10 things that they are thankful for written down on a little slip of paper, each of them and, you know, folded. And we played Pictionary with those. Uh And so, um, you didn't always have to say which one was yours, but sometimes like there were some funny ones where we were like, whose is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of coffee. Coffee was a really one thing that people will think before in our group. Um, but that's actually a really fun thing to do as well. Like that could start a new tradition of, but how beautiful is that? That it's something that everyone is thankful for mm. and it's very personal to each person. And they have 10 opportunities to, you know, include like 10 random things could be really deep things could be not so deep. And, um, that, that was a new thing for all of us and it was really fun. And so again, just being able to coach our clients around, okay, I hear you that this, 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 and this is a really stressful part of your holidays. Is there a different choice that can be made to change the trajectory of the way this particular situation goes for you? Mm. Do you have any control? Do you have any input? And if so, could you explore other options? And here's some ways to do that, you know? Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's uh, powerful. And I think, um, again, the, the gift that we can give our clients is to help them kind of step out of 
any mental ruts that they maybe are in, you know, anything mm -hmm. regarding how they approach the holidays or how the holidays always have been. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I, I just think this is this is a chance, coaches, for you to really, really shine and and step beyond kind of the normal. You know, if if you're working with folks and it it, it kind of is the um, just just focusing on goals and 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 all that kind of stuff, and the holidays can can be stressful for you, but they really can be incredibly challenging in a positive way as a professional too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we haven't even touched on like, you know, new year's goals and resolutions mm. that people sometimes want to talk about. And I think that that can also be a really powerful thing in our coaching world right now is thinking about the future and the triangulation of people's goals. So I think that another powerful part of goal setting with new year's is people have like these big lofty goals, right? Mm. Like I want to do this big thing. I want to like big stuff. And I think as coaches, we can also offer more of a holistic approach to goals. Mm. Like, okay, I hear you that this is a big goal for you that you'd like to tackle this year. Is there some smaller, more holistic goals that you have for yourself that could benefit and help you towards your bigger goals, but that are equally as important. Um, in my work, I often have to point that out because I work with students in an academic setting. So a lot of their goals are academic and I'm like, you know, the academic goals are obviously very important to you. However, you're a whole human being. You're not just a um, academic being. And so can we take a look at some of the other parts of you that contribute to that, like your body, your mind, your relationships, and do you have any smaller, smaller or bigger goals around mm -hmm. that, that can be really helpful. So reminding them that while we're always here to focus on what they want to and what they need to reminding them that they have other parts to them that maybe mm -hmm. could also be looked at, you know? True. Yeah. I like that. It, it, and I also, I appreciate that you're, you're, really focusing on the subcomponents of the goal you know it, it's it's easy and alluring and sexy to to say i'm going to do this big thing but that's where we as coaches really have to put on our thinking hats and bust out the the smart goals and you know our mi skills and all of that and and help people kind of like you said create a greater, more holistic perspective on what it's going to take to achieve those goals and all the the smaller goals and pieces that will support that long-term vision. Um, yeah, we, we could have a whole show about that. That, mm -hmm. that feels we like- could. Um, and maybe we will in the new yeah. year. Yeah, that sounds exciting, you know, because I, I, it's definitely uh, the biggest time of year for- fitness centers and weight loss programs for a reason. And we as coaches have the opportunity to help our clients not be part of the majority who fall off in the first 60 or 90 days. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that, that feels like a really good thing to talk about um, very soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I think we've given people quite a bit to think about with coaching around the holidays right mm-hmm. now. And, you know, I, th- I, I do think that. that they're just maybe not capable of seeing right now because of the the emotions and the stress and the busyness. Um, it, it's a it's a really awesome opportunity as a coach to to be of service both in a support fashion, but also to help people kind of move through in a new way and mm-hmm. kind of discover a new a new way of of being and a way of getting through um, and thriving through the holidays. So mm, I love that word thriving. Oh yeah. It's a good one because it's like, how can we not just survive, but how can we thrive? You yeah. know, absolutely. Yeah. Whole different set of choices. You know, it's mm-hmm. like just asking that question. I mean, have you asked coach, uh, your, your coaches that question, you know, if they're, if they're thinking about something difficult and say, well, I know what, what, it sounds like you know what it takes to kind of get through it and survive it, but what would it look like to thrive through it? I wonder I wonder what how that question would be received and what kind of insights it would provoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a balancing act of not asking them to overdo things in their life. That's not what we're talking about. The Mm -mm. thriving is really, how do I move through everything that I want and need to do and feel my, feel at my optimal health and wellness, you know, fully. No, you're right. I mean, sometimes thriving means you've got to like ruthlessly cut some things out. You've got to say no to some things so that you give more space to what is truly important. So that's a whole other conversation, but thank you for bringing that up. That's a, that's a good one, Lori. That's a good place to end this conversation. I think this is a good place to end. I think we have lots of other great things to talk about very soon. Yep. So we will say goodbye for now to our listeners and, um, and each other and come back again in a week and talk about a new topic or a similar and yet new topic. That's right. Everything, everything old is new again, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody. And we'll, um, talk to you soon. We'll be conversating in your ear again soon. Absolutely. Take care, everyone. Mm